0: right everyone welcome back to another episode of friends from work a podcast about all things in the marvel cinematic universe hosted by me kyle and my longtime friend robbie earl robbie happy vacation week happy fourth of july (laughs) happy black widow day slash eve and happy loki day
1: wow wow a lot going on
0: a lot going on how was your break
1: uh, it was it was great. It was uh, I, I felt like there was a slight lull there uh, between all of the the craziness of this MCU content and the craziness of life. Otherwise, uh, it was a, a perfect little calm before the, the storm of of the mega week. Returned <laughs> the, me-
0: the mega week like a smoke <laughs> monster returns from the ashes.
1: You had to be thinking lost at certain points. I mean, come episode. On. You had to be,
0: you were too, right? The of first course, thing we said we saw is like, Oh, the smoke monster <laughs> has returned.
1: I mean, I guess lost is ABC, so technically, this could all be existing in the same universe, right?
0: That's true. <laughs> it's a multiversal <laughs> timeline thing. For those who don't know, ABC is also owned by Disney, right? Uh, or whatever, or ABC owns Disney or one of the two, right. whatever they all own each other. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I've had a good break. I've had a good break. This has been a crazy week, bro. Like between I was at work, then flying to meet you for black widow. Then all of this, I'm right. in Michigan at my parents' house for vacation, which by the way, my family says hi. Um, oh, hi Kyle's family. and so all of that has just really, uh, culminated in a busy week for me. But would I have it any other way? Probably not.
1: Well and and I my understanding is that today, uh beyond being a special day because of Loki episode five is also a special day for you and what you're going to be doing after we record. Correct?
0: <laughs> True. I'm a huge golf fan. I'm playing a very, very nice golf course in northern Michigan called Arcadia Bluffs. Shout out Arcadia Bluffs. Uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> And I asked Robbie, I was like, dude, this is the craziest day because it's two and a half hours away from me. Then I have like a five hour tea time and it's two and a half hours back. So I said, the only way we're gonna get this out in time is if we get up at the butt crack of dawn and do it. And so here we are. Thank you to my good friend, Robbie, who is willing to flex his schedule to make my golf schedule work (laughs) this one time. I'm on vacation, everyone. Hey, so sue me. I love it. Okay, I I need a little golf in my life. Don't judge.
1: Also, I'm a little jealous just that you're in. I, I being in Michigan, in Northern Michigan, in the summer uh, versus being in Austin, Texas, in the summer is, I imagine, a very different experience. There's
0: about two months where Michigan's got Tennessee and uh, Texas beat, and it's right now. It's from like right now till September. So, yes, I mean, it's a good time to be here. I'm excited, dude. What is your plan for Black Widow with Candace? Are you guys going? Do you have tickets?
1: We do have tickets. Um we are going Saturday night, which I'm I'm pretty excited about. We're uh it's the it was the first time where we could kind of make it work where we could go to the theater that I wanted to um and uh I'm really excited to see I think she's going to like it a lot. I it, you know, it's it's weird. It's been long enough now since we've seen it that like normally yeah, right. it's this is ridiculous, but even obviously prior to the podcast starting i i think you and i both gotten into this habit of seeing these movies multiple times pretty quickly after they released and, yeah uh, yeah true you know like i think i literally saw end game like three times within the first week um and uh and so yeah i'm excited to go see it again i think if people remember if, if you've listened to our rewatch um we uh we had Candace and Annika both on to discuss Ant-Man uh which is which one of both of their favorites I think and uh, back then which at the time we thought Black Widow was just a couple months away um so naive and
0: uh, <laughs> how dare <laughs> us
1: <laughs> and we were so excited they were so excited to kind of come back and we were going to talk about Black Widow so I'm really excited to see uh what Candace thinks I hope that you know we we didn't build it up too much, but what about y'all? <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're going on Friday during the day so that my mom can babysit my daughter while me and my wife and my dad go, I think. Mm. So that'll be fun. Um, I'm also excited to see it again, because like you said, it's been a while uh, when you just said that. How naive we were. Have you ever seen that (laughs) meme online where it's like they show a picture of a person like and it says minutes before disaster or or tragedy (laughs) and it's like the next thing is about to be the the worst thing ever. (laughs) That's
1: that was us. (laughs) That was minutes
0: before we knew Black Widow was about to be delayed for two years. That's
1: I mean, because I think we recorded that episode in like early February or late January. So that was I mean, that was right before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If only we knew. But. Speaking of getting your tickets, one of our sponsors for today is Adam Tickets, and it's hardly a sponsor. And here's why I say that, because it's legitimately that cool. If you don't have the Adam Tickets app, it is the best way to buy your tickets for Black Widow. If you get the app and you're a first time user and you use the promo code friends from work, all one word, you save $2 off your tickets. So I just tried it, Robbie, with my dad on his on my dad's phone. It was awesome. It was nice. easy. The promo code is right there when you're buying the, the tickets. And the app is really, really clean, legitimately. So I would check it out. If you're going to go buy tickets anyways, buy them through Adam. It helps us. And it helps you by saving $2. So I couldn't recommend Adam enough. Go do it. And even if you've already seen Black Widow by the time you're hearing this, or if you already have your tickets for this weekend by the time you're hearing this, then buy more tickets, go again next week. Or if you ever go again, use Adam tickets or, and here's the kicker. Even if you're going to go see a different movie, you can still use the promo code friends from work to save $2. So get the Adam tickets app right now. And then also Robbie, something we promised. Yes. On this podcast a week ago. Yes. Was a giveaway from our friends at Cinemark for a private showing of black widow to one of our listeners out there. What I did not anticipate was a how overwhelmingly large the response was going to be from you guys, (laughs) which is awesome. And B, how much joy it was going to bring to choose one of these names, but also how much pain it was going to bring to go through the list, Mm. putting them all in, realizing how many people weren't going to get it. So I was very mixed emotions on this, but I have an announcement on a winner. We have a winner. And like I said, if you don't win this, you can still go to Adam and buy tickets for the movie. And you can buy cinemark tickets through Adam as well. There you go. Okay, should we just announce our winner? I mean, are we just doing this?
1: I mean Do you want to hype
0: it up a little bit or what?
1: Well, look, you know, you know I'm already bitter because I know who you picked and it wasn't me. So <laughs> I, I, I like given that I don't get to win, I'm just trying to like get this over with and get it out there so we can be excited <laughs> for whoever did win.
0: Also, to be fair, I need to clarify, I didn't pick, okay? This was random, randomly selected. So don't make it sound like I just skipped <laughs> over you, okay? Look, it you was You had done, a chance to win this thing.
1: It's, it's true. It's true. It was done at random, dispassionate.
0: <laughs> Fair. <laughs> what is the next line? Shoot. You would have beat me on tri- trivia right there. Little Thanos trivia. Okay. So here I go. Without further ado, our Cinemark Black Widow private showing All winner right. is... Drumroll... Katie G, Woo! one of our Instagram listeners, Katie G, let's all go. All right.
1: Katie G. <laughs> Katie G. Wow. Let's go,
0: Katie G. What a winner you are, um, Katie, Katie G. When we say uh, terms apply, here's what I mean. Three stipulations. One, we'll DM you all the info, so you have to stay in touch with us on Instagram there. Two, I need you to actually go see Black Widow with this private showing. And three, please share a photo of you guys at the theater, having fun, whatever. I need a follow-up. That's my third wish. And please tell me, Katie, you weren't lying. You are close to a Cinemark. Okay, <laughs> Katie G. I really hope that's the case, but I cannot wait for you to go. We'll be in touch.
1: I'm excited to see. Follow up there.
0: So that was really fun. Again, if you uh, didn't win that contest, my apologies. But there's more fun stuff coming, like saving $2 on your tickets using the Adam Tickets app. Um, Robbie, what is new in the MCU
1: before we dive into Loki, man? Okay. So you got anything this week again, we have, we have a lot to dive into Loki wise. So I'll be, I'll be brief here. Um, once we have a little bit more time in between shows, there's a lot more we can go into. I know some folks have been curious about the secret invasion casting announcements, which we can go into a bit more. One thing I wanted to, to bring our attention to. This week, and you know, we try to be really careful about the rumor stuff, but every now and then there'll just be a little thing that kind of piques my interest just enough to where I feel like we have to discuss it, at least briefly. And I don't know if you saw, I think yesterday, Hugh Jackman. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Posted. Hold on. Hold on. Did you see this? I
0: saw this. This is perfect for what's new in the MCU. Um... I'm spoiling this for you. Sorry. I took over, but yes, my wife literally said she had chills for like two minutes <laughs> when she saw this two minutes. She did, She yes. literally pulled her shirt up. was like, Kyle, look at my arm. Look at these goosebumps. They're still going. So if you knew my wife's <laughs> love for Hugh Jackman, I mean, she would divorce me in a second. I think I just heard her laugh outside the door. Okay. Anyways, you tell me the news.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It's Hugh Jackman. Um, fair. So I would be okay. Yes. With Hugh Jackman. He he posted a Boss Logic graphic, which, if you're not familiar, um, he's an Australian artist that does a lot of these kind of fan edits um, for uh, for MCU projects and all kinds of projects. Um, but he's but pretty official. It was uh, a graphic. Official. It's of, not
0: usually just fan stuff. He, he
1: is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's although it's tricky because he'll do stuff sometimes that looks official and it's mm-hmm. not. So right, you but you, know what, I mean? you he, know what I mean? You know what I mean? He's us doing all eating some it moves the needle, art. Is my
0: point. Usually.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um so it was this a graphic of the Wolverine claws that Hugh Jackman posted and then Hugh Jackman posted a photo of him with Kevin Feige. Right. So that's
0: all he posted. The 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 claws and right. Kevin Feige. So you you take that as you will.
1: <laughs> I mean I mean it's it's one of these weird things where they know at this point um, that they can throw us kind of any scraps and we're just going to go crazy. Uh, so it could just be them having fun. Uh, there's a great, I, I think that there's a solid chance that it's just them having fun. But listen, but listen.
0: if with all of the problems that the X-Men universe has, okay, all of them, and there's a lot of things I don't like about it. The one thing that I would be really excited about is Hugh Jackman is Wolverine to me at this point. Like, I don't right. really want to see a different one.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think that that is one of the, that's one of the trickier things. That's one of the things that I think is going to plague, um, as, as we're moving forward in the MCU, there are a couple of characters that I think have been really well captured already, or, or at least really well cast. And, I think X-Men, this is maybe the best example of that because you're right. Like I, I finally, I don't know if you ever watched this. I finally watched uh, the Dark Phoenix film. I've never uh, seen it. A couple weeks back. Man, it's, it's not good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just a heads up. (laughs) It's garbage. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, we can talk about that at at some point because it merits its own discussion. But again, you know, like that franchise has just really struggled. Uh, It's been so all over the place that you don't want to you don't want to carry over a whole mess like that but you're right i mean i mean Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is pretty perfect I, I think Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, they all captured their roles really well so as you're looking at what X-Men looks like i mean we talked about some of this in WandaVision it's hard to to look at how you don't necessarily want to see them recast that stuff, but you also they
0: can't bring them in. Don't yeah. Canon. Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It leaves, it leaves us in a weird, and, and, and that's the case for a lot of different kind of franchises like daredevils, another example. Um, but anyway, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I would be happy. I think that's, that's one of the few developments in terms of bringing over someone that I think would make me, legitimately happy without any real anxiety.
0: Right. Look, we know it's coming. And secondly, we're just going to have to trust Kevin on this one for now. I'm just going to have to. Yeah. I, I just, I I say this all the time, but he has to be aware, I think of what we're talking about. I don't think this is shocking news to him that the X-Men timeline's all been botched and that if he brings it in, we would have to accept that. And I just don't think he's going to do that. Um, But then I don't fully understand what that means to recast and restart, but I'm going to trust him with this one. Right. Either way, it was well, kind of a fun announcement. I know I've brought up on this podcast before that Hugh Jackman really loves Kevin Feige. I actually saw a couple interviews with him. I remember I shared that on here where he yeah. talked about Kevin's passion and his kindness and how much he enjoys cuz they
1: work together on the on the original X-Men films right?
0: right and i guess they're friends like he's stayed in touch like he goes to Kevin's office hmm. um so i think it's been a personal goal from what i've read from Kevin to get Wolverine in here um hmm. so i i i think he's going to do the right thing i don't say that all the time but i think in this case it's going to work out
1: yeah No, I'm with you. I think everything's going to work out just right.
0: (laughs) Stop it. Will you get into Loki, please? (laughs) Stop wasting my time with random quotes. (laughs) (laughs) I got a golf trip to make.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Um, Without further ado, (laughs) Loki episode five is entitled Journey into Mystery. It is written by Tom Kaufman, who is another... Rick and Morty alum, and this episode, or technically last episode, at the very end, introduces a few new cast members for us. Um, one, Jack Veal, playing Kid Loki. Uh, Deobia Opere, uh, playing Boastful Loki. And, of course, Richard E. Grant, playing Classic Loki. So, a couple things right off the top before I forget. Um... Journey into mystery is a super fun episode title. Uh, it's not, not a very deep cut Easter egg. It probably didn't take much for folks to catch this, but that is the name of the original comic that Thor and Loki first debuted in back in the sixties. Uh, before you had a, a mighty Thor comic, you had journey into mystery, which was, which ultimately became kind of the Thor comic. Um, so that's fun. And also, um, the fact that this this wound up leading to other places, but my fellow uh, 2000s Marvel readers out there, I, I wonder if anyone else felt the connection with The Void and Loki and the way that that may or may not connect to events in the Siege comic from 2009. So I'll leave that there. There were a ton of other Easter eggs that we'll talk about here. But before we do that, what would you think about episode five, Kyle?
0: No, 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 no. Hold on. I want to start there, even though that is <laughs> totally foreign for me. Can we quick talk about some of these Easter eggs just to kind of point some of them out?
1: Oh, yeah. If, I, if you want to go mean, there, look, if you want to go there, I will go there.
0: OK, the Thanos copter. Did
1: you see the that? Thanos I had copter. to yes. I had to
0: Google what that was. And I saw the actual comic of him riding in a copter. Oh,
1: man. The and Thanos copter. I, I love that.
0: That's unbelievable. So if you don't know what that is, Google Thanos copter, you'll see, and you see it as they're kind of walking through some of the wreckage. There's like a Cree ship, kind of like Ronan ship. It looks like of some mm-hmm. sort. Um, you obviously see the fallen New York buildings. You see the Stark tower damaged. Uh-huh. Um,
1: the helicarrier.
0: The helicarrier. What else? That
1: I believe has the Hydra symbol on it.
0: Oh, See, they can just mess with whatever they want in this because it's right. all these alternate versions. What else? There was more.
1: Uh there was a there was a giant yellow jacket head from Ant-Man. <laughs> Perfect. Which is fun. Little Darren Cross action. Yeah, gotta get Darren Cross in here. Worship leader. Um there was we we got Throg.
0: Yes. That was the other one I was thinking of. Throg, which again, that's something I didn't know, but I had to Google. So now I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um I, uh, that was a really fun one. There were, I mean, I'm trying, I think we're, we're missing things, but this was such a, I mean, it's, it's an opportunity that is kind of a gold mine in terms of Easter eggs. And I appreciate that they had fun with it.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it again. As I reflect on this in the upcoming weeks, I think I'm formulating where this is going to sit for me and how it feels. I, Mm -hmm. again, always got to remind people that I love almost everything Marvel has done. So when you're forced with these decisions of ranking things, you end up having to choose one thing you like more than another. That doesn't mean the other thing is just significantly worse. It just means I had to pick. Okay, so sue me. Um, I think this is starting to fall kind of where I thought it would, which is I think I have more uneasiness watching the show than I ever did with WandaVision at times with little visual things, little acting things, a couple Uh lines here and there, but I feel it and I'm way more into it than Falcon and Winter Soldier, okay? So Hmm. I think it's going to be somewhere in between there for me. Um, But I I really enjoyed it again overall, no doubt. How did you feel overall?
1: You know, it's sounding from what you're saying that we were maybe on the same page. Um, I thought this episode was interesting. There was a lot of stuff that I really liked. Um, It felt... In some ways, similar to episode three. Yeah. Um, yep, You know, in that it ended on kind of a cliffhanger, like episode two. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. In that, like, like, episode four, episode two had ended on a cliffhanger. And then I think I was expecting more in the way of answers this week, um, which is fine that we didn't. You know, I'm fine with kind of drawing the suspense out. I, I felt like it was a little, like... There was a lot of really interesting stuff to explore, but it felt a little bit like a pause button had been hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Less so, I think, than Lamentus for me. Uh-huh. For me personally, I just never felt that in WandaVision where I wanted to go back through and be like, oh, that one felt like right. a little bit of a pause or a step down. I didn't ever feel that way. I said this before, maybe for like, I'm not kidding, 10 minutes, I felt like when they were having the babies in WandaVision, I was like, are we a little sidetracked here with how long we're dragging mm. this out? That was the only time though in the entire show. Other than that, I felt like, oh gosh, they're doing so much, they're running out of time to pack it in. And then on this show, I feel like a little bit the opposite at times, where it's like, I love the premise, I love the main actors, but sometimes it feels like we're, you know, we're dragging it along a little bit longer than I would like.
1: Yeah. Which is I don't yeah. want to be blasphemous.
0: And you know what's interesting too, Robbie? Yeah. This show, I think, from my interpretation of reading people online and friends I have has run the gamut. Remember we had Kyle Brandt on the uh the podcast, friend uh-huh. of the show. Um I saw yesterday he's just catching up on all of it, and he posted, hey, post your gif reaction of Loki thus far. So I saw like hundreds of people's gifts to it, and his huh. was like a so-so gif, like a guy waving mm. his hands up and down. Um, and other people did like some thumbs up, and then some people are like, eh, okay, eh, like those mm. gifs. Um, And then my friend, Micah, shout out to Micah, texted me that this was his favorite Disney Plus show. And he said, I don't even think it's very close. So I have that side of the gamut. And then I'm also like, I don't know that I would go that far. So I've just kind of read a lot of different reactions. And then some people on our Instagram have have disliked it. So, yeah, yeah, um, it's it's a very mixed polarizing thing. It seems like a little bit.
1: I yeah, I've I've seen a lot as well. I mean, I, I have seen several folks say that it's the best show that Marvel's done so far. Um, I think for me, it's it's hard because and I've said this before, and I but I want to reiterate it so that people know. I, I know sometimes I can be the hyper-positive guy <laughs> when it comes to reviewing these things, but that first episode of this series set the bar so, so high for me. In a way that neither of the other shows did. Um, So this was poised to be my favorite series. And it hasn't hasn't gone downhill, but it, it has yet to live up to the promise of the premise, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, sure. It's funny because I remember when we, when we ranked Falcon and Winter Soldier, I said all these concerns I had and you said all the things you loved. Then we both said, OK, 15th. <laughs> we both said the <laughs> exact same number. So that gives you the picture right. of our different vibes. There you go.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because like I was thinking about Falcon Winter Soldier and like I I never felt about Falcon Winter Soldier, especially early in that show, the way that I did. About Loki really early but I was there's a part of me that feels like I I might have enjoyed you know the next to last episode of Falcon Winter Soldier more than this episode which I know is maybe kind of crazy to say like I I just feel like that show started gaining ground to me in the back half and this show uh at this moment isn't isn't holding me quite as much as I thought it would have early on. And again, this is all. Yeah. 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 This is all relative. I know. I almost want know, to pause but,
0: there on that discussion because again, one, we both still really enjoyed it and love it. I know that. Right. Um, and two, I think this show for me has had really significant moments. Like to me, WandaVision was more consistent throughout there's really fun Uh moments in this show. Like the first time they walked in the timekeeper thing, a lot of things in the intro, right? Some of the cliffhangers in Uh that way have been really fun. And some of the moments really fun, but there does seem to be some more, I I don't want to say the F word filler, but it seems like there's more time it takes to get to those than I remember in WandaVision. Like for example, in the same episode in WandaVision that they're having the babies. And I said, maybe are they dragging it, dragging it out? There's like a good ten minutes right after that. That's some of the best Wanda vision you get when Vision's outside putting it together with Herb. That Herb's weird, and, right. and Agatha's out there and talking to him, and they're saying she doesn't have a home. And inside, it's that whoa 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 base, and uh-huh. Wanda's about to go evil and throw um, Tiana Paris out. And then vision comes back inside remember? And it's like, what's going on? Like it's, right. it's like there was more consistent lengthy moments than just like a quick split second thing. That's so cool. So anyways, to me, but let's talk about some of the plot things that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I, yeah. I really thought the intro actually was fun. How the camera spun through everything uh-huh. we've seen thus far, uh-huh. um, which I thought was, was really cool. And it right away takes me into that conversation that Sylvie has with Renslayer. And I wanted to come to the podcast today and ask you, how much of that do we think is true at this point? Hmm. You know, cause at, so at first she says the thing about, you know, there's nothing beyond the void. There's this void and that I don't know who's behind it, but then she starts lying about this spacecraft. We think is lying about this spacecraft. Um, and then she kind of turns on Sylvie and she's still trying to save the TVA. And then later we find out that, she doesn't really know who's behind it all and also wants to find out who it is. So how much of this can we trust right. from her? What was your take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really that was one of the parts of the show that I liked. Um, I liked the I I, I felt like those actors had good chemistry. Um, it was the first time we got a lot of kind of Renslayer Sylvie interaction, but they obviously have a lot of history, kind of given the Sylvie backstory we got in episode four. Um when it comes to what Renslayer was saying, given the conversation that she has later with Hunter B-15, I do think that she is kind of in the dark. Um, but I also, I don't know. Like, I, I can't tell. Like, it, why isn't she more, if she's totally in the dark, why isn't she more freaked out by all of this? Like, if everything that she thought she was working towards, like the whole system that she thought she was a part of, is kind of a sham... Why isn't that more debilitating?
0: Right. Either she is totally in the dark and she truly didn't know the timekeepers were robots,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: I don't know how you wouldn't know that if you don't if you go in there often. Um either she doesn't know they're robots and her whole world is crumbling down, in which case she should be more panicked right. about it. Or she has to be lying about it. And she actually did know about all that stuff. And she does know who's behind it. In which case are we running out of time to reveal that plot? Like, I think some of the ambiguity with Loki has been fun because like I said, like part of Loki is that we never know what's going to happen. Right. We never know right. what he's thinking, but I don't know that I necessarily want that to happen to every character because then at some point, are we just twisting for twist's sake?
1: Right. Well, and, and it's one of those things where, if that is the case and we find out that it's just been, it's been this extra con, um, what was the point of kind of fooling Hunter B-15? Like, what was the point of that whole conversation where she's, you know, like, I mean, I- unless she's just hiding even from her that she actually knows what's going on. But then again, why is she kind of interrogating her?
0: Okay. So then that's why I think I land on she knows more than she was letting on to Sylvie. She may not know exactly who's behind it all, but she knows that she's following some other beings orders. And like, like in that moment, I don't think her entire world was crashing down. If that makes sense. Cause she knew some of that stuff, I think. Mm. And the, the panic thing was her just trying to buy time with Sylvie. Like we saw, I, I I'm going right. to go with that for now.
1: Okay. No, that, I mean, that's fair. I, I do think it's interesting. You know, as long as we're talking about uh, Renslayer and, and Hunter B-15. You know, last week we talked a lot about the kind of mind-wiping and Mobius and what was going to happen there. And we'll talk more about Mobius in a second. Um, I thought it was interesting that we we didn't still get any real answers on what that process looks like. Like, we didn't... I mean, we, we still know at this point um, that there are variants that have been plucked out of Timelines... Um, but we still don't know why certain variants have been brought to the TVA and others haven't, and we still don't know what any kind of mind-wipe process looks like. And I say that because, I mean, we do see that Mobius just winds up in the void with the Lokis. Um, And so our whole, this idea that maybe it's been Mobius all along and he's been reset over and over again and has been coming back, definitely hasn't been canceled out. I mean, there's definitely an opportunity for them to show that in this next episode, but I just thought it was interesting that we didn't get really any leads on that process at all here.
0: Another little letdown of the show, I think. And again, I don't want to keep bringing up all the negative things, but I was really hoping they would kind of circle back to the episode two cliffhanger where she sets all the reset charges to all the different parts I, of the timeline. I had the exact same thought. Now, in hindsight, I think what they're trying to say is, hey, she just caused a bunch of chaos so that in the chaos, all the agents would leave to go do all their individual resetting. Hmm. And then she would sneak in. But that feels like a little bit of a letdown for how big that moment felt. Like they, they, they built that up yeah. and then yeah. we got no follow up on it other than she got to the TVA because of it. But that was it. So, so I guess her plan was just to create a distraction big enough, but come on, it looked way cooler than that to see all the branch realities and see the whole TVA like freaking out about it. Like, Oh no,
1: that's true. I'm I I had the, yeah, I had the same thought because we kind of forgot about that because of Lamentis. And then we, they came back and they were immediately taken to the timekeepers. But that was set up as such this, like, Oh, is like the whole TVA is about to go down at the end of episode two. And then now everything's just kind of, Back to normal relatively. Again, yeah.
0: Again, if the whole payoff was just that she got inside the TVA, that's a little bit, seemed like a lot of work. She said, to quote her, by the way, you say, oh, Kyle, why are you mad about this? To quote her. She said, <laughs> this plan was years in the making. Really? It took years in the making just to get to the TVA?
1: Yeah. Cause is she saying it took her years to gather all of the reset charges or I guess,
0: but we got no follow-up on the reset charges. Yeah. So maybe they'll still reference it in episode six, but I feel like they've moved on.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the that's one of the things that's interesting about this show is I'm still very, very invested in figuring out the ultimate question here, which is maybe all that matters. And that is something that Falcon Winter Soldier didn't have for me as much. Like I, I wanted to see, I you know, here okay, here's what's kind of funny about it. What I was really hooked into for this part of Falcon Winter Soldier was, okay, like, what's about to happen with Sam and Bucky kind of development-wise? Like, there was a less like, oh, my gosh, where's this going to go on a plot yep, level? True. And more like, you know, you're seeing Sam and Bucky go through these, to me, really interesting kind of personal changes like their own growth that i wanted to see play out and that's i think one of the reasons why i liked that finale so much and what's interesting about loki is they're trying to give me a lot of that and i find myself less interested in that and more just i want to figure out what's going on on a macro level
0: yes i want the bigger picture stuff i agree there but I, I totally loved, I literally wrote that the Sylvie Loki moments really work for me and for my, my wife and I too. Like I really enjoyed them and I felt like they were a lot better than they originally were when they first met. Um, and I do like this storyline of them falling in love or becoming friends or whatever, um, because neither of them have really ever kept anyone close. So I've been very intrigued by that storyline, but in general I'm, in agreement with you. Like it's interesting because Robbie, how funny is this again to compare it just cause it's the previous um, right. couple shows. But in WandaVision, there was so much macro, big level, big picture talk from all of the fans all the time. And you and I were like, but guys, are we missing the coolest part of the show? Which is the character growth of these two.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like, right. Isn't that what we love? Yeah. no, we no, no totally. That it was centered around Wanda's pain. Like, that's what we were following. And so all of the other mystery stuff was so much fun. But that's why I think it wasn't as much of a letdown, the finale for me, because Mm. because I was so focused ultimately not on like what was happening as much more on Wanda. What's interesting here is like it's almost the exact opposite. Like you're saying, they're trying to get me to focus a lot on Loki, which I like and I've enjoyed. Okay, so I still enjoy it. But I'm more just like, yeah, but where's the big picture going? What's the multiverse? How is this going to affect the next Spider-Man movie? Like, what is the setup for these multiverses being open? How is Loki going to get out of this? Do we want him to get out alive? Like, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. on all these big picture levels, which is why, like, last week's podcast episode was a ton of me asking these big picture questions. Right, right. you're so right. It's almost opposite of what I was previously looking for.
1: (laughs) And... You know, and 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 which is a good reminder because I do. We always say that what separates these movies from, like, from just being superhero movies that people kind of want to throw in one pile is that they do the character work, um, and that they do it well.
0: What did you think about the alternate Loki's stuff? I mean, did that whole premise work for you? Like you thought, which was interesting because. In the trailer, we got that moment with Loki, and now we find out it's an alternate Loki right. that did that.
1: Right. Um, How did that stuff hit you? I, I really loved Richard Grant. Um, yes. I really liked his, again, I mean, the, the fun thing here, like with WandaVision, is uh, we see the, you know, the comic classic Loki costume right. straight up, like we did with Vision and, and Scarlet Witch, and that's always fun. You know, I, I really I really liked his story. Like, I thought that 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 was one of my favorite parts. The the fact that he had the pretty much the same life as Loki, except instead of the kind of noble end that Loki has, he hides and gets away. Um, Yes, I liked that. I liked that a lot. Uh,
0: Man, I'm just surprised at how similar we are with some of this stuff at this point, because I thought I thought he was a standout part of this episode and obviously jumping ahead here. I was genuinely moved by his death. I thought that yeah, was a really yeah. cool way for him to go out and his mm-hmm. glorious purpose thing was fun. And I, I really liked what you said, that not only did he go, go on to live a life alone, but felt lonely. And he is obviously the more mature, aware Loki, like the Loki right. we know, if we call him Loki Prime. Um, And so I, I thought he was a standout part of this, no doubt.
1: What One thing that I like a lot here is, and, and, and maybe it's kind of a different way of looking at the growth that we saw Loki have through the Infinity Saga. But it's seeing how much these Lokis, as much as they've kind of railed against Asgard, still love Asgard and still feel like that's their home. Um, to where, you know, the thing that he kind of projects there at the very end is Asgard. Um, and I think that that's part of what made it emotional for me as well, that it's like, you know, kind of with his last act, it's sort of uh, an homage True. to the place that, you know, if it's the same Loki as our timeline, um, you know, he tried to take it over. He tried to conquer it. He always said that he was from Jotunheim. But, you know, when it comes down to it, just, it, it, you know, what's fun is it's the same thing, right? Like Loki that dies at, at Thanos's hand in Infinity War ends by saying, you know, he's Odin's son. And it's this big kind of moment where he's he's come back and that's how he sees himself. And this older Loki didn't have that moment because he took another opportunity to escape. But now he kind of circles back and has that same moment in his own way. And I, I that hit for me. Um, it, th-
0: that part really hit for me. I was actually like legitimately choked up at the ending. And I really enjoyed um our Loki prime Loki saying, I think we're more powerful than we realize. It was very WandaVision in that way where they're kind Mm -hmm. of realizing a power, you know, that maybe all this time Loki didn't have. And on another note, Loki says specifically to Sylvie in that conversation, he says, um, I betrayed everyone who ever loved me. I know what I did and I know why I did it. And that's not who Hmm. I am anymore, which I really appreciate that line because I feel like that was them making an effort to kind of calm some of the concerns we had when we brought up, how is this Loki so different already? Mm -hmm. Um, They're they're trying to show us that he has gone through enough, even in this TVA timeline to have changed. I mean, that's the whole point, right? When Mobius again sees him says like you can change and it's never too late to change and you can do good. Right? Like when Mobius is having that conversation with Richard Grant, they keep kind of showing you, okay, at the beginning we introduced this free will versus predestination type thing, and and yet now I'm saying, hey, he's grown enough that you can change. You can become a little bit good. Right. Um, All of that has been my favorite part. What's interesting, though, is I just said all of that, and then to go back to the other side of it, I felt like with the other Loki stuff... um, they're, they're getting really close to riding this fine line. If you think about this humor line being a branch reality heading towards the red line, <laughs> that's uh-huh. how I view it. Where, <laughs> like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, there's times where by pushing the humor out, it gets really, really funny. And so like some of those Loki interactions with the crocodile and stuff like that, and the other right. Loki that shows up to take over was some of the funniest parts for me. I like legitimately yeah. laughed out loud at some of the jokes. But just know that for some reason, I was feeling like they are really close to riding that line and hitting the red line to where I would say, mm. OK, this is just getting, as I said, in my notes a little too goofy. Like, yeah, I understand yeah. that it's really, really funny that they keep betraying each other. I thought that was funny, like because that's right. what Loki would have done. And the eye roll from prime Loki as he's watching this all being like, ha all these Lokis have never grown. Um uh-huh. And it, it does point out some of the ridiculousness of the throne that he wanted, all that stuff. But on the other hand, they are again just kind of beating that door down of hey he's he's just goofier than I remember him being in 2012 and yeah. and yeah. like all the other versions are the same kind of bumbling idiot like one of our you know listeners wrote in right. And I guess I kind of wish they would get away from that a little bit just a little bit like could some of the Lokis have been there been like really glorious purpose, strong, like I'll kill you type guy. Like, couldn't we have mixed some of those in? It seems well, like and the ones that do show up are all kind of ruffians that are just like fighting over this meaningless breadcrumb.
1: And I feel like maybe they would say that that's what Sylvie is. That Sylvie is the, is the, you know, because she is the one that's not, she's not bumbling. She has the actual plan to take out Eliath. I mean, she's, she kind of is the one that's, that's cool and collected yeah you you see what i'm saying though no 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 i totally i totally see what you're saying it just got
0: a little too goofy
1: no i i had the same thought i mean i think okay i I, i'm i'm worried i don't want people to think that i'm just ragging on this episode i think maybe the way to still i feel sick to my
0: stomach (laughs) i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to be that guy
1: i think something about this episode it felt like you know, the curtain was kind of pulled back now after the way that last episode ended. And, and and then, you know, we see the this sort of dark world of all of these realities colliding and all these Lokis. And then you get into it. And yeah, it feels like most of what they were doing was kind of playing for laughs, which is fine. Uh and is done well and I agree with you. I thought the Gator Loki stuff was pretty consistently hilarious. Um especially but,
0: when they said he's praying because he thinks we're all right, gonna die. <laughs> right.
1: I like the do you even know he's a Loki? Well he's green.
0: Yeah, like that's what's funny about this is I don't think he actually is. I just think they gave him a crown, which right. I love.
1: I, I I love the Owen Wilson Because Mobius line is like too. we
0: never trimmed, a, we never we never pruned a alligator. I right. don't
1: think. He's like I don't know, maybe it's the long con, you know, game within yeah. a game. It's always how it is with you guys. I think maybe if this episode had come, had come earlier, like if this had somehow been combined with with episode three or something and and then we you know we were feeling like we're making at this point it's like we again like what you always say about Guardians two, where like part of it was the placement. Because at that point when it came out, you wanted to be moving along in the Infinity saga. And it made all of the the kind of jokiness and tangential stuff in Guardians two stand out a little bit more because of what you were expecting and hoping for at that point.
0: Right. It kind of just feels like it's slotting this in as a side story now. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're committing to this being a, a side little run
1: Loki's on. And that's, that's, I guess what, like, I didn't feel that as much with Lamentis because it was earlier because I knew like that was the point at which we had to get to know Sylvie. And, and I, as much as I like some of the characters that were introduced here, um, it feels like, so late in the game that i don't know i I feel like we should be doing something else to kind of push it along and it feels a little bit like like episode three maybe a falcon winter soldier where i felt like there was a lot of like a lot of the fun kind of zemo scenes that stand out from that show were there and it was the right time but i wouldn't have wanted that stuff in the next to last episode of falcon winter soldier when they were dealing with the kind of heavier stuff ahead of the finale and again, they're totally different shows, and it's probably not fair to compare. Um, but the same thing, you know, I kept thinking the same thing with with WandaVision, right? Like that penultimate episode is maybe my favorite episode of the whole series. Um when you're going back through Wanda's life and it's just giving you all of this kind of like meat and potatoes kind of stuff story. Heart wrenching moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I guess this this episode in large part felt a little bit more like you know a donut episode <laughs> to me. But but there were some really moving moments like what we talked about. So I don't want to I don't want to give it too much um or I don't want to give it short shrift because it did do those well when it tried to do those.
0: Okay, but we still need to talk about, in my opinion, the spectacular ending and the cliffhanger ending after a quick word from BetterHelp.
1: Yes. So We've wound up talking a lot on friends from work about uh, mental health and how important it is to kind of take care of yourself. And that's why I love that we get to work with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a way to talk with licensed professionals who can help assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can connect in a safe and private online environment it's super convenient because you can start communicating in under 48 hours there's no waiting room there's no driving anywhere and the thing is you can also just send a message to these counselors anytime uh, and you'll get timely thoughtful responses in addition to your weekly video or phone sessions. So if you find yourself in a spot where you really just need to talk to someone, if you need to work through something, this is perfect because that person just always kind of a, a message away. So it's it's a really great support system. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And finally, it's it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So. If you're interested, there are licensed professional counselors specializing in depression, stress, relationships, sleeping issues, trauma, all kinds of stuff. And again, anything you share is totally confidential. So we at Friends From Work want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com FFW. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ffw join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with better help
0: okay I did really feel like the ending was fun. The music is unbelievable. This is the most lengthy track I feel like Natalie's ever had, where it's mixing in the TVA theme in an even more epic way, plus mixing in literally Ride of the Valkyries, which we talked about when we interviewed her on yesterday's episode. I don't know if you caught that, but that moment with the choir culminating with the smoke monster, and then Richard Grant sacrificing himself in a truly moving way and Sylvie connecting with Loki in a way, saying, hey, you can enchant yeah. people, and them realizing they have more power than they even thought. That all works for me. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, no, same. And and there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Um First off, you know, I, I think we have to talk a bit about uh the smoke monster, like we said, um being Eliath, uh, who is a being within the Marvel comics universe. I don't know if you had a chance to, to do any digging oh, there.
0: I didn't know that. So nope, didn't know it, that.
1: it is a sort of temporal entity, um, a quasi kind of person that is unsurprisingly involved in the King, the conqueror mythology. Uh, oh. so all of our, all of our Kang folks are, are out there, uh, ringing their bells, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, basically, without why do getting, they all have bells? It's a great. I mean, it's a part of a club. <laughs> keep going I, <laughs> a bell club. I uh, without getting too deep into it, because um, again, the the funniest thing about comic stories is they make they make a certain logical sense within the universe, and then whenever you are trying to rattle off um, a summary, it just sounds outlandish. Yes, um, but uh, essentially in the in the comics world. Um Eliath is kind of the the enemy of Kang in some ways. Like the, the whole thing with Kang is he's he's called King the Conqueror because he's created a timeline empire. Like so it's it's a temporal empire where he's found a way to I mean again, we've had some theories about Loki since Loki's always obsessed with the throne, um, take charge of these different times. And Eliath is like that, you know, up a level or up two levels where in the comics, Kang is even sort of afraid of Elioth because Elioth has a bigger empire and it stretches over, you know, millions of years instead of thousands like what Kang's does. We haven't even been introduced to Kang, so I don't, you know, I don't know how much that's going to be correct. Uh, I will say Elioth was visualized a lot like uh, Elioth has been in the comics. Um, so that would I thought
0: it was cool. By yeah, the
1: way. yeah, no, for sure. I mean, so that would maybe point in that direction again, for me, my initial thought there was again, um, the void, uh, from those Bendis comics. I'm curious to see if anyone else had that thought based on, um, some of those initial appearances, but anyway, so as we're talking about kind of macro stuff, I just wanted to flag that because, um, that would seem to point to at least some of the kind of Kangness of it all.
0: Okay, so I want you to go on the record right now. It's episode five of six. We get that line from B-15, who we found out is still just in prison or captured, Mm -hmm. who has now had her mind cleared, and she says to Renslayer that you don't even know who's at the end of all this. You still want to figure that out. Then we get this smoke monster bit with Elioth. They do enchant him, which is a wild scene, Mm -hmm. And Elioth appears to open up and show what is beyond the void. And it's a castle. Now, my first question is, does that castle have any significance to us? Like, did I miss something? Do you know something in the MCU about this castle or is it a comic thing? And then I want you to go on the record. Who do you think is in this castle? Like, who is behind this? If you had to predict right now, is it going to be a Kang reveal? Is it
1: another Loki in the future? I mean... I think if I had to go on the record, I would say Kang. Um,
0: Me too, I think. I, it, Which is so opposite of Mephisto, but I think I'm right, going to go on right. the record and say there's going to be a reveal. Again, like I said last episode, at the very end, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't
0: think this is going to be finished. It's going to be, oh gosh, there is a Kang show over.
1: Which is wild. Um, you know, kind of compared to the way the other shows have ended. But this is also the only show that we are supposed to get a season two for. So that changes things. Um I it's still crazy to me that you would introduce, you know, I mean like that that's it's even different from, from like WandaVision because we had had Agnes there all along. Oh, wow. I didn't even
0: mean to do that. Oh, let's go well, the <laughs> ultimate banger,
1: the OG banger the ultimate banger. But yeah, I mean, it is crazy to me that they would maybe just introduce Kang just in time you know for him to then be be known for uh Quantumania. but i can't you know i i don't i don't know that i love the idea of it being a variant loki like i just i feel like we've mined that if especially in this episode we've mined kind of all the the potential that i think of the variant lokis uh i don't know that i want like, you know, ultimately evil Loki that's taken over and then our Loki to have to have some kind of conversation with him to where he finds the good within.
0: It also would kind of be a repeat of the vision, white vision thing. So I'm also leaning that that's not the case. Not only have we done it in this show with the variants, we've also done it in a previous show. Kind of. So,
1: yeah, but I mean, that's why I think it's gag. Yeah. I mean, the castle would show, you know, place where a ruler lives, maybe a conqueror uh okay that's what i
0: asked is that castle significant though
1: yeah is that a comic castle so yeah i wasn't immediately familiar with this but i i do think it's worth noting that in the thor comics there has appeared something called castle limbo um and you know again we're mining stuff from thor here with loki and that does play into kind of this space between not just realms, but between times. So it could be that which could lead to some version of the timekeepers that is more real, or it could be where King is residing, or it could not be connected at all. Um, huh. You know, what's also interesting, as long as we're talking about castles, um, people are theorizing online, I think probably wrongly, uh, that this could also be some sort of Doctor Doom setup. Given that he's the most famous castle dweller of uh, the Marvel universe,
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't love think, a good castle conversation. You know, love
1: it. I, uh, I, I would be I, as long as we're going on the record, I would be very, very surprised uh, if that were the case. Just like I would be very surprised if some people are saying that the Thanos copter is kind of setting up some kind of Thanos return and the fact that they reference Titans. No. I I would no, also no. be very surprised if we go in that direction. Uh, but, you know, that's that's what's being said out in Internet world.
0: I'm trying to temper my expectations on that front, just because if there's one thing I think I've learned from the Disney Plus shows, it's that it's that they try to center on the original characters, right? Like we were so concerned about the aerospace engineer. We were so concerned about is Mephisto a thing. And then even in Falcon, we soldier. We were wondering, is Spider-Man going to show up? This is in New York. Is this going to be a greater thing? Is Chris Evans around? You know what I mean? So we were always asking those things. And the answer every time so far has been no, no Dr. Strange, no Mephisto, no aerospace engineer, no Chris Evans, no Spider-Man. So I would be shocked if all of a sudden it was Dr. Doom. Right. Um, and I think I'd be still surprised if it was actually Kang. But just because we know Kang is in Ant Man three, mm-hmm. and we know that this show has a season two, I'd be less surprised.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, th- this one is set up a bit differently, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm, in, I'm intrigued and I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, I and I think I'm with you. If it were Kang, I don't think that that would be any kind of a letdown because we've gotten so little on it that it still kind of has that, that mystery. It's just funny how, like, again, I think, I think what I'm talking about with episode five is like in, in WandaVision, uh, we kind of got all of the reveals for the most part out of the way. And then it's like, all right, okay. The board is set. You know, let's see where all the pieces fall here. I feel like we're going into the finale and we have so little to go on still like, the biggest reveals, um, you know, were in like episode three and episode four, and so I'm I'm like which is kind of fun because unlike the prior two where we were just waiting to see like how it would all wrap up, I am going into next week legitimately totally clueless about <laughs> like what's coming.
0: Yeah, same. I want to add one last thing before I leave. I want to say that there is that quick shot of Sylvie tethering or whatever with Elioth, and she does get to see a, a castle. I tried to slow it down and see if yeah, I know that I up. I think it was just like a sneak peek at what we were going to see, but I do wonder if she saw even more there that we didn't see, you mm-hmm. know, does she know a little bit more that'll be interesting to track. I am with you. Yeah. It feels like we know a little bit less going into this, but maybe that'll be more fitting because this show seems to be built more off those reveals than even WandaVision was. So, maybe there'll still be a couple of final ones that will really do it. So I, I'm excited to see where it goes. No, doubt. I am
1: too. Um, and yeah, as long as we're talking about where it's going to go, I did want to say, uh, you know, the young Avengers thing that we've talked about a bit on here is is potentially really shaping up with kid Loki in the mix. Um, and so I, I, you know, we have to flag that if that's something that's going to come about between Kate Bishop And if the the WandaVision kids come back uh, and Patriot from Falcon Winter Soldier like it, there is a world in which each of these Disney Plus shows is introducing a member of the Young Avengers um, in in a way that hasn't really been done since phase one with those initial films. And so for fans of that team, I think um, this episode was was exciting for that reason as well.
0: But guys, as we get ramped up for next week's Loki finale, we have had so much stuff for you to catch up on. (laughs) If you're just finding this, this week we literally had an episode every single day. You can check out our Black Widow preview to get you more excited about watching Black Widow tonight or tomorrow or this weekend or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then you can check out our conversation with Kelly Thompson, a really cool comic writer, and it was a fun conversation Then you can check out our interview with Natalie Holt, who is the composer of all this music in Loki, which as we've said so many times, we think she's doing a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. And so that conversation was fun to check out. Now we got this episode, but next week we still have a lot of episodes coming because we're going to review Black Widow. And on top of that, we have the finale of Loki and maybe a surprise or two sprinkled in. So this is not a time to check out. This is the time to tune in. Let's go. Let's keep this rolling, baby. We...
1: We have one, one more more surprise for the Loki era that I think, I think folks are going to be real excited about.
0: Yep, no doubt. I can't tease it yet because it's going to be a big surprise, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on social media at the FFW Podcast. Check out Adam Tickets. Check out BetterHelp. Congratulations to KDG on the Cinemark private viewing. We'll DM you some details. Don't forget we have a website, the FFWPodcast.com. And on that website, we have two specific links I want to point out: a shop where you can buy a Friends from Work t-shirt that we are proud of. It's very comfortable and it really does help us a lot if you buy one. It's a big support to us. And you have an option to donate to the podcast, which is also a big help to us. So check all those things out. The interviews are mostly on YouTube. Check that out. Follow our Slack follow us on spotify follow us on apple like guys holy cow let's do it let's keep this all going we'll see you next week for more of this crazy mega week continued if you will a mega week epilogue oh wow we'll see you next time on friends from work